This is episode 326 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today I'm going to answer questions and do some coaching around getting ourselves unstuck. Ready? Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show, the only podcast that teaches you how to reshape your mind, not your body, to make your life better, bigger, and bolder, your undieted life. I'm your host, Stephanie Dodier, reformed dieter, nutritionist, and coach. You ready? Let's do this. Hello, listeners. Welcome back here. This is going to be a special episode of a live Q&A. I did a thing this weekend on one of our social media channel, Instagram, which by the way, if you're not following me on Instagram, you're missing out, especially in the stories. But anyway, I did a thing on Instagram this weekend. I was introduced to a new tool where people could ask anonymous questions. So literally people submit their question and have no idea, have no way of tracing where these questions are coming from. So last Sunday I posted one of those anonymous question, where do you feel stuck and how can I help you? And I was blown away by the response. I got all the vulnerability, the honesty that all of us as a community, especially those who submitted question, came true. And the question that was submitted were like mind-blowing. And I answered all the question or almost all the question. And I wanted to come to the podcast and share these questions with you. The reason why I'm doing this is because the podcast will allow me to go in much more depth in coaching the question because I have way more time than a Instagram story will ever allow me to do. And then too, because I know that many of you listening to the podcast are not on social media. So it works out for everyone. So I'm going to go right in. I am going to start with the very first question. What I'm going to do is read the question from the person who submitted it. And I'm going to give you my coaching. Ready? Question number one. I feel stuck that I'll never find love because of my body. I'm divorced from an abusive husband. I married him as I felt he was the only option. I'm happier now, but even more afraid of men as I'm older and bigger, etc. And that I'll never attract a man again. So I'm going to answer this question as a coach. And it's for all the women out there, not just single women. This is going to be amazing coaching for all the people identified as women who are in a binary relationship, men to women. Ready? I'm going to offer you a completely different perspective, which by the way, this is what coaching is about. When you enter in a coaching relationship, from a coach, you to a coach, it is the coach's duty 
in a consensual coaching relationship to offer you a different perspective. Because the current perspective that you have, the current perspective of this listener, of this person who submitted the question, leads her to create the reality that she's afraid of man and she'll never attract a man again. So I'm going to take the coaching approach to a completely different perspective. You ready? What if instead of looking for love outside of yourself, you gave yourself the love you are seeking from a partner? What if your work is not to make yourself attractive to another person, but instead your work is to fall in love with you, you to you? What would happen then? What would happen if you gave yourself the love you are seeking from someone else? And what if your primary relationship was from you to you and you were in love with yourself? How different would your life be? How would your next relationship be different. If you loved yourself enough that other people's love was a bonus, not a need. If you entered the process of looking for a relationship or even entering the next relationship from a place of being self-sufficient, in self-love, and in self-respect. Would you feel safer with men? What if you were so sufficient in caring for your own needs that as soon as there was a little signal that this person, in this case a man, is making you feel unsafe, you just left? You didn't stay there because he's the only option. Because the option is you've got all your needs fulfilled. This relationship is just bonus, extra, fun. And as soon as the safety is altered, as soon as he doesn't meet your values or your way of seeing life, you can just gently say, thank you very much but I'm leaving. Would you feel safe? Would you feel, what kind of partner would you attract from that place? Would you attract a partner that you want to be with? Or would you just pick whatever is left? That's what I mean when I say we're living our undieted life, we're creating a new version of ourselves after years of shrinking ourselves, of aiding ourselves, of being dependent, in this case, on other people to fulfill our basic needs of love. We say goodbye to that old version of ourselves and we go to work in creating the new version of ourselves 
that would never again be in a relationship with someone just because, quote, it's the only option. We're never going ever to be in a relationship where our safety was by the slightest moment be at risk. And we never again believe that our body is a sign of our worth, specifically in a relationship to a partner. And we never again, here's the mind-breaking version of ourselves we have to get rid of as women, as people identified as women, that it's our job, that it's our duty to be attractive to our partner. That is not your fault if you're thinking that. Like if I'm breaking your brain right now as you're listening to this, you're like, what? Yeah, no, it's not our job. Attraction is the responsibility of the other person. By that, I mean, if you're the woman and you're with a man, it's the man's job to create the emotion of attraction in him to you. You are not responsible for the way he feels, including attraction. And the vice versa as well. (laughs) You're responsible for creating the feeling of attraction of sexual excitement to your partner. It's not his job to contort himself to be attractive to you. The reason why we think that this is our duty, that we must be loved and we must be attractable, it's just social conditioning. It's not your fault if you're thinking that. These thoughts that this person has the thought that many of us have until we start questioning are just, first of all, thoughts. They're not facts. There's not a, there's not a book somewhere that says women are responsible for being attractive to men. It's just social conditioning. It's just thoughts we're being conditioned to at a very young age. That's all. So that, therefore, <laughs> it's an option for you to believe in that or not. And what the person asking the question here is a is the way that her life has gone, being in an abusive relationship, feeling that she has to marry this person, even though clearly she didn't want to marry him because, quote, he had the only option. Like she believed that she had to be married, right? And she believed she didn't have any other option. These are just thoughts, right? And that these thoughts, this accumulation of thoughts and feelings she experienced because thinking that her thoughts were factual, that she didn't have any choice, created the abusive relationship, right? Created her staying until she left and divorced him. And now it's creating the reality for her that it's going to be hard for her to attract another man. So I'm inviting you to challenge all these thoughts and then to pick through these thoughts the one that will create the version of yourself, that new identity, post-diet culture, social construct conditioning, post-body shaming, that will then create the life that you want. I had to go through this shedding, this version of myself in my late 30s who kept 
being in very poor relationship. I'm in binary relationship, women to men. And I kept, quote, attracting people that weren't the right fit for me. People that, quote, didn't love me. People that weren't taking care of me. People that weren't kind to me, that weren't gentle to me. Because I was in the exact same mindset of this person. So I know how it feels. I know what is possible. I had to shed that version of myself. And it's partly why, if you know a little bit about my story, at 39 years old, I literally collapsed on stage at work. I was talking to a group of people and I literally collapsed and was shipped at a hospital. And part of the reason why was because of constant poor relationship that I was in. And I had to sort this out. I had to like say, look, I don't want another one of those relationships. So what do I need to do? I had to shed that version of myself, impose a no-go, like for a period of about three years, I imposed myself a no-go of dating because I didn't want to repeat the cycle and I wasn't yet fully clear on my thoughts and my belief. And I had to work on myself to create the version of who I am today. The question that I ask the person to reflect on is who I am today, right? I give myself everything that I need. So I never will ever again be dependent on anyone else, irrelevant of their gender, their relationship to me. I will never again be in a position where I will need emotion from them. I give myself everything that I need. So hopefully that helps a lot of you. I know this could be brain breaking, but I'm asking you to sit on that and reflect. Question number two, I feel stuck because it seems like diet culture has a chokehold on everyone. And personally, I'm not convinced of approaching health with the non-diet approach. Yes, it's true. Diet culture has a grip on a lot of people. And it's very unfortunate that most people don't know they have a choice. Back to question number one, like we have a choice to believe what we want and think what we want. And most people don't know that because they were never thought that. But the good news is that you and many of our listeners appear to know that you have a choice to buy in to diet culture or not. Now, where you're thinking is going wrong is when you say, I am not convinced. I don't want to, I don't know if I can convince myself. Convincing anyone or even yourself will never work. Convincing is like trying to force and contort your brain to think in a, same, in a way that you're supposed to think or that you want to think. That will never work. Forcing yourself or anyone else to think a certain way just because it's the good thing to do, never going to work. What you have to do instead is investigate your belief system and engage with your current belief from a place of complete agency and decide what you want to believe. If you don't want to believe 
that health is available outside of a body size, you don't have to change your belief. Keep thinking that health equal weight. Now, when we come at our thoughts and belief from a place of agency, we have to be responsible to say, well, if I choose to think that, and if I choose to believe that, this is how I'm going to feel. And this is the action and the behavior that I'm going to have. This is the habit that are going to come from thinking and feeling this way. Am I okay with this? Is these action are going to create the result, the goal that I want in my life? It's like a chain consequence here. So if you want to continue to believe that health equal way, then totally up to you. But know that you will have to manage your weight for the rest of your life. Just, it's a consequence of things. Are you, is that how you want to spend your life? And if you say yes, then stop trying to convince you and go on managing your weight in order to be healthy for the rest of your life. But if you're saying like, no, I don't want to have to manage my weight for the rest of my life. That doesn't line up with the way that I want to live my life, then reverse engineer the process. What do you need to feel and think in order for you to not have to manage your weight for the rest of your life? This is what I call a thought error, an error in thinking. And for most of you, if you don't have a coach and you don't know how to coach yourself, you won't see these thoughts error and you will be like this person trying to contort and convince yourself in changing your thinking. And that's never going to work. So my friend, you're totally free to think whatever you want. Stop trying to convince yourself, examine your belief, reflect upon what belief will create for emotion and for action and result in your life and make sure that the result that these belief will create is lining up with the life that you want to create for yourself. Question number three. In the secrecy of my own mind, I always doubt that it is possible for me to have what I want in life. I have to hustle hard to just have what I have now. And it's nowhere close to what I want. It's almost like it's not possible for me, bolded capital letter. It's okay for others, but not for me. It's like the gap is too big. I hear you. I see you. I knew <laughs> a lot of people listening to this podcast are exactly where you are. That's where I was myself. It's 100% normal that you think and feel like you cannot have what you want in life. In fact, that's the social expectation for people identified as women in our current society. And human brain, the human brain you have on top of your neck, <laughs> all of us have one, is not built for us to exceed or move past our current reality. The human brain number one goal is to keep us safe, which means repeating our current pattern 
in order for us to stay in the same reality. Even if, just like this person asking the question, the current reality is uncomfortable and it's not what we want. If you don't intervene in your brain, in your thoughts, in your belief, in your emotion, if you don't intentionally sit down with yourself and have an intervention, (laughs) changing your thought and your belief, you will keep repeating the same pattern in your life, which means you will stay in the pattern. I just cannot get what I want. It's different for me. But here's the thing. It is possible for you. Everything is possible. You can create the life that you want. Even though it feels right now that it's not accessible, it is accessible. However, it's going to require intentional intervention work in the way you're thinking, in the way you're feeling, not your action. It's not going to take a to-do list and an extensive sweating effort. That's the old way. It's going to require you to investigate your belief, choose a belief that line up with the life that you want, intentionally think thoughts, choose to think thoughts that are going to create the way you need to feel to take the productive action to create the result that you want. I have a story on that, which is my journey to believing that I was worthy. The story of this question is basically a representation of someone who doesn't feel worthy enough to have what she wants in life. Been there, done that. I did this work, this intervention work about six years ago in my brain. And I was working with my coach at the time and my teacher who taught me about how to use my brain to create what I want in my life taught me how to coach. And she gave me this thought, I am innately worthy, which is true. For me, and for most people on this planet, we believe that all humans are born innately worthy. No condition at the end. (laughs) No, all other human being are worthy except me. That was my thought. Everyone else in my life was innately worthy. There was the most worthy people except me. There was something deeply wrong with me that made me an anomaly to everyone else around me that I wasn't worthy. And it took six months. It was a six-month process where I gave myself the goal to believe that I was innately worthy. It took six months of thought work, of intentional work, and I got there. And I still remember the day where it clicked, literally like clicking my finger. I was doing my thought work in my journal, and it clicked. I'm innately worthy. My brain connected the wire (laughs) that I was innately worthy like all the other human being. And it took about six months. So that's the work I'm inviting you and any of you listening to this that feels stuck and not worthy and the exception to the rule to do. And that's the work we do, by the way, in our program, be it our professional program or on Diet Your Life, so we can help you with that. Question four. 
I feel stuck with money mindset, or should I say scarcity mindset, feeling like I'm unworthy of wealth, I guess. So totally normal, totally normal that you feel this way. Unworthy of financial wealth is a very common thought or belief for people identified as women who have had the prior experience of thinking and believing they weren't worthy because of the size of their body. There's a direct correlation to the two. Here's what I'm going to do. This is such an important topic for us as a group of people to gain power. Money is power. And for us to continue to believe exactly like this person here that She's not worth a financial wealth is keeping us as a group behind and oppressed. So I'm going to do the next podcast, 327, on money, mindset, and scarcity. I promise that to people on social media. I'm telling you here, next podcast will be just on that. So I'm going to skip through that question because I'm going to take a whole 30 minutes just on that. Question number five. I feel stuck in taking action towards my goal. I see what needs to be done, but I feel weighed down and overwhelmed and it never seems to let up. All of my clients have this. So, and I bet you, anybody listening to this, we're going to do the exercise right now. If you're driving your car, keep one hand on the wheel and then raise your hand if that's you. You procrastinate towards your goal. We're all going to raise our hand because it all happens to us. Here's why it happens, which will also be the solution. The reason why we feel weighed down and overwhelmed is because of the opinion or the thoughts we have about either the goal or the to-do lists. So we engage with the goal or the to-do list in such a way that it creates the feeling of heaviness and the feeling of overwhelm or anxiety, right? And that doesn't feel good. And we don't want to feel these feelings of anxiety, of overwhelm, of weighed down. So we procrastinate and we try to avoid. Now, most people, if they have never been coached before, they don't know self-coaching, you probably don't realize that you're having thoughts about your goal or about your action that you need to take towards your goal. And you're like, but I don't have any thoughts. There's no reason for me to feel overwhelmed or weighed down. There is thoughts. You just don't know they're there. Okay. So I'm going to give you a quick tool here. It's called a thought download. Okay, this is lesson number two in all of our program. We teach everyone how to do a thought download. You ready? Take a blank piece of paper, take a pen. In this case, put the goal at the top of the page and then put the pen to paper and write down everything you think about the goal. That's called a thought download. You take all the thoughts you have in your brain and you put them on paper. Don't stop. When you start writing, do not stop. Do not judge the thought. Do not rewrite the thought. Do not 
think, is this the right thought? Just write down everything. Download your thoughts to the piece of paper. And then do the same thing for the to-do list towards your goal or the action you need to take towards your goal. Dump all the thoughts. And then follow the self-coaching framework. My thoughts creates my feeling. And look at your thought and ask yourself, when I think that thought, (laughs) which feeling do I create? And write it beside it. When I feel this way, what kind of action do I take? Productive or unproductive action? And you're going to quickly find out which thoughts make you feel overwhelmed and weighed down. And now I'm going to say something very simplistic here. And I know it's not simple, but bear with me. Stop thinking these thoughts. (laughs) Every time one of these thoughts comes to your brain that you know is going to make you feel overwhelmed or weighed down, pause, hmm, question, do I want to think this thought? Do I agree with this thought? And choose a different thought. That is the simplest way of me explaining self-coaching. Okay? Do that. And I guarantee you the weight down and the overwhelm will reduce by at least 50%. Just by doing that. You don't need to come in any of our program. You don't need to do anything else. Just do those two things. A thought download and then pause, question, choose. Done. Okay? Question six. I am afraid of becoming who I want to become because of all the things she will want to do that I consider scary now. So the first thing I want to say to this question, amazing, you already know, you've accepted that you can do anything. You believe in your own possibility. You've already done a good chunk of work. Okay, kudos to you. Kudos to anyone who thinks that. Now, we're going to go into the step number two. It's not just good enough to know that everything's available to us and we can do anything. We actually need to take action from that, right? And what's happening here is this is the perfect depiction of the human brain. You've onboarded the belief you can do anything. You believe in your possibility and the brain is like, hell no, this is dangerous, like, You managed to slip that belief past me. Uh -uh -uh. You're not going to take action from it. It's too dangerous. So what the brain does is exactly what the brain is supposed to do is to tell you it's dangerous. And you believe it. That's where you're going wrong. (laughs) That's where you need coaching. It's not true. It's not true that it's dangerous. It's your brain presenting the event, the circumstance of you becoming who you want to be as scary as it should be. Now you need to challenge this. Okay. You need to change your belief about having what you want being scary. And the way to do that in this case is to learn to make scary feel safe. What? (laughs) Stephanie, how can we make scary feel safe? easy. You provoke feeling scared at a small level. You pick something that you feel scared of, but it's truly not dangerous. Like there's no real danger for you. Just feel scared. Like for many of my professional students, I tell them to go live on Instagram without notes. 
and they freak out. That's scary to them, but really there's no danger. It's just their brain having a meltdown because it's scary. Take a small moment in your life like this. It could be, I don't know, wearing shorts in public. Take something that you're scared of, but that has no true consequence and move yourself through it, teaching you and your nervous system that it's actually safe. It's like reparenting a toddler. Think of your brain and your nervous system as a toddler and you have to hug them and say, no, 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 no. It's actually not dangerous at all. It's actually safe. I like to, like, if you were to see me in the video right now, I'm I'm hugging myself, right? My left hand is on my right shoulder and, and so forth. And I'm like, it's okay. Like I'm tapping myself on my shoulder. It's okay. It's safe. You have to intentionally set a moment to do something that feels scary, but not too scary, and to parent your nervous system and your brain that it's actually not scary. You have to teach yourself that it's not scary, right? We call that habituation. We move through small event, okay? And then we escalate on the depth and the size of the scariness until you have habituated yourself, you have normalized feeling afraid in a way that you don't paralyze. You're like, oh, that's the feeling scared. Okay, yeah, no problem. I can move through that. And you move forward. It could take weeks, it could take months, it could take years, right? All depends on your background, your prior trauma event, like all, there's a number of things that could dictate how long it's going to take for you to habituate to feeling afraid. But that's the work, right? We have this conditioning that achieving our goals are actually concrete lists of to do things. It's not true. We've learned that from diet culture, where the goal of losing weight was restricting, monitoring food and exercise and behavior. That's not how we achieve a goal pleasurably. That's not how we achieve personal growth goal because there's no to do things. It's working with our mind and our emotion and becoming the version of ourselves in this case who can feel afraid and keeps moving forward. That's the solution for this question. Okay? So. I've exceeded my 30 minutes. My thought that my podcast has to be 30 minutes or less. So (laughs) I'm going to end the podcast here. And then I'm going to go on to record the next podcast, which is going to be all about money mindset, scarcity, and how to change that. So would love to hear from you to see if this podcast was, this coaching on how to get ourselves unstuck was helpful can reach out to me on social media or by email. Would love to hear from you. I love you. And I'll chat to you on the next episode. If you are loving what you're learning on the podcast, you have to come and check out Undiet Your Life. This is where we get to hang out together, where you get the individual help applying the concept thought on the podcast while learning new coaching tool that will make your life even more amazing. It's also where you get to apply the learning to think better, eat better, and feel better and create your undieted life, your better, bigger, and bolder life. 
go to stephaniedode.com forward slash join. I'd love to have you join us inside of Undiet Your Life and I'll see you on the other side.